0: Now, The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, certified sommelier, corporate entertainer, and wife to a world-class chef, Lori is literally pouring the fun back into wine. Meet some of the most interesting people in the world of food, wine, and spirits as she uncorks the recipe for a delicious life. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're here with The Sipping Point, and I'm so excited because on the line I have Chef Brian Duffy, who was raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, went to school at the restaurant school at Walnut Hill College, but you know him and love him from the show Bar Rescue. He has brought to America what we're calling the new Celtic cuisine through his restaurant projects and the show. Chef Brian Duffy, thank you so much for joining me.
1: I am so stoked to be here. And we have to change that because some people don't love me from the show. Some people hate me from oh. the show. So you know, I, I did, I did, really? I did raise some eyebrows. I did raise some eyebrows with yelling and screaming at people, so every now and then I'll have somebody in an airport be like, stop touching
0: the goddamn burger! (laughs) Like, I have people all
1: the time who just stop me and yell at me just because I yelled at them, so I'm good with that.
0: I love it. All right, well, we'll talk more about tempers flaring on that show a little bit later, but (laughs) I'm excited because you and I are both going to be appearing at the Mohegan Sun Wine Fest. That's January 29th through the 31st up in Connecticut. So this is going to be a whole weekend of great food and wine, and cocktails i'm sure Mm
1: -hmm. tell me a little
0: bit about what you're going to be doing at the event
1: well, I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to do the celebrity chef dine around, so which is pretty awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. This is last year was my first year that I have done this, and I had no okay. idea what to expect. I really had no idea what to expect. I've heard about it, you know, through passing from people, but it's really one of these cult things because the following of it is Absolutely. unbelievable. And there are I can't remember how many chefs. I think there's 35 or 40 chefs that get involved in the dine around when we when we go through and we actually cook in the middle of the of the whole, you know ballroom that were up there no. and there's all these chefs and all these great personalities and all these we have culinary students that come in and help and they donate their time the funnest one one of the most fun parts of the day for me is really that mm. whole day leading up to it because that saturday afternoon you've got all these chefs that are in the kitchens in the in the bowels of the hotel within their kitchens their massive <laughs> amount of kitchens and we're all you know a lot of times they say too many chefs in the kitchen but one of the coolest parts about it is that there's too many chefs in the kitchen so there's joking mm. going around Around we've all talked about you know how how, how you know drunk we got the week the year before or how much fun we had or when we <laughs> burned ourselves or you know we start telling war stories then you start rolling sleeves up and talking about burns and tattoos and so the, I wish that there were Very a way cool. and you know maybe I'll do a live podcast from the kitchen this year that's what I'm going to do and you have to come back and and, and watch these guys it's oh I a, it's,
0: absolutely it's,
1: will it's such a fun atmosphere because all, everybody's in the kitchen and everybody speaks the same language. And no matter what, we're mm. all on the same level. Whether you're a celebrity chef who's been on TV, if you're Chris Coombs from Duav in, in Boston, if you're Jason Santos from his properties, you know I mean? There's so many. Jasper White's in there. Uh, you know, Rocco Despirito's going to be there. It's just a really kind of right all-star, all-personality, like six hours of just pure fun in the kitchens.
0: Oh, I can't wait. And I, I don't know, you know, we're just getting to know each other, but I'm married to a chef, so I have a little insight uh, so awesome. <laughs> Into that life. Uh, but, yeah, very cool. Well, you're, you mentioned your podcast, so let's just touch on that real quick. You do sure. a podcast called Road Rash, which is something <laughs> you never want to get but absolutely nope. want to listen to. <laughs> so tell me about you do this with um, with Russell. Tell me about a little bit more about it.
1: Sure. So uh, Russell Davis is a very dear friend of mine, and we did a show about three and a half years ago on Bar Rescue. We did an episode together, and we just had an immediate click. It was one of those things where we're kind of brothers from another mother. I mean, we, we really, we have a lot of the same ideals with things. We, uh, uh, you know, we were, we've both been in the business for a long time. We're both unbelievably passionate about the business. And I think the one thing that really pulls the two of us together is the fact that we want to keep the integrity of the business. We want to keep the education and we want to share as much as of, our, of our knowledge as we can. And with that, all of that sounding really nice and professional and PC, we got drunk and we just started talking <laughs> shit to each other. And we were like, we should do nice. a podcast. And that's really how it started. <laughs> So um, this little drunken phone call, and I'm not even kidding you, the two of us were banged up, two separate bars, two separate parts of the world, and, you know, dude, I love you, I miss you, I can't wait to see you, like, let's do something, turned into this corporation. We now have a branding company that we work with that helps us with everything and pairing it together. We work directly with Audio Boom um, to make sure that the podcast gets up. And the funny part about Audio Boom is we posted on Twitter that we were going to do a podcast between the two of us, and within five minutes mm-hmm. I had an email from audio boom saying, Hey, we want to work with you guys on this. One of the neatest parts about like kind of the logistics of the whole thing is that we're in separate locations, no matter what. So it's, you know, we were interviewing Phil Helmuth yesterday, the world series of poker, uh, 14 time bracelet winner and Russell's in a bar. Somebody drops glasses in the background. Nice. Russell's, like, breaking up. We can hardly hear him at certain points. Phil's at his house in Palo Alto. I'm in my office, which is now a recording studio downstairs. And we just have a boatload of fun. We just talk about whatever we want to talk about while having still kind of a uh, format. You know, we both have rants that we do, which we try to keep anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour each. Um, our first podcast was four hours long, uh, which was a riot. Because <laughs> we, we just we started talking, and, and the next thing you know, an hour and 52 minutes later, or whatever, I was like, dude, we've been recording the whole time. And when we went back through and wanted to edit stuff, it just didn't make sense to edit it's it out good. because it really flowed. So now right. it's gotten into a point that it's a very produced thing that we do between the two of us. We have a time frame that we try to stick to within, uh, oddly enough, our time frame is anywhere from an hour to two and a quarter because people don't want to listen for too long. Um, our guests, we now bring down to two unless we've got a massive, really big hitter that we bring in. And we've got some big ones coming up. I'm not going to give you everything, but I did just tell you that we talked to Phil Helmuth, uh, who we can't wait with splitting wow. off in a little charity stuff. But it's really an insight into the industry and how Russell and I, I do what we do. Um, we have a boatload of fun. We do charity work, and we just talk and, and have a great time. The neatest part about the Neat. podcast of what I think, other than the fact that we get to talk to people all the time, is the fact that the whole thing actually is going to – is a, is getting illustrated. So we have a comic book that follows with it. So at the end of every month, there's going to be a recap from a Connecticut native who you can meet when we get up there because Maggie Gagliardi is going to be coming up. Um, She is an amazing artist. I can't believe what she's put together. And the, 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 the neatest part about it is she illustrates every single person who ends up on the podcast.
0: Oh, so, that's cool! And I'm know, I'm on roadrashpod.com, roadrashpod.com, yeah, and I can see the the first comic here of you guys. Yeah. this is great, beautiful. And, and
1: she's she's really awesome. Really and, I mean, you know, she we had to send through you know uh, you know 42 or 52, whatever it was, different pictures of ourselves from sad to happy to excited to. You know, it, it, to to uh, you know, scared to, and she really nailed it. I mean, it, it's funny. I took a picture last night with my daughter and standing in front of the lottery machine, and my daughter looked at me. She's like, "Oh my god, that looks exactly like the cartoon." So it's really funny <laughs> how she kind of nailed down our facial expressions. And So the whole thing is going to be put online. It's going to it's going to be released in two languages. The first is English, and then the second is going to be Japanese. And then we're ultimately going to have it placed out into Spanish and a couple of other languages as well. And then we're ultimately going to go to print with them. But it's basically a, a, a recap. Of of nice. the entire month's worth of podcasts that's going to be put out all at one time.
0: Wonderful. So, okay, if folks want to go visit your website, it's chefbryanduffy.com. That's and one of them, yeah. And, again, <laughs> our, we're going to – yeah, one of – I know you got so much going on. But <laughs> on know. the Sunday of Mohegan Sun Wine Fest, you're going to be doing a demo on stage. I'm going to be there to introduce you. I'm really excited about it. Uh, yeah. What are you going to be making for us?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have no idea just yet. I'm really – I swear <laughs> to God, I don't. I'm such a last-minute guy, and I create so on the fly that I'm doing it last minute. So I'm, I'm going to probably okay. end up doing some form of pasta dish just because I am the Irish okay. guy and a lot of people don't expect it. And one of my favorite dishes to make is a dish called cacio pepe, which is a pasta that's cooked down with Ooh. pasta water and a little bit of Parmesan cheese and black pepper, but there's an art to the whole thing. And then I love to do, I do a poached egg that goes on top that is typically bacon crusted. Yeah. So it's kind of wild um, with that. But but one of the fun dishes that I'm going to be doing is the dish that I'm going to do for the celebrity diner outs because I'm doing a, a, okay. a New England style crab roll, grilled cheese. Okay. Ooh. And then with delicious. that, I'm serving my version of a Maryland crab soup. So you're going to get a grilled cheese and soup together, Ooh. and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and we do the grilled cheese. Well, I'm cheese in to Maryland, you know,
0: day. so I'll be the judge. Oh, I guess of this, if this is truly, yeah, I'm in Eastern Maryland. Um, oh, Baltimore is oh our I just, uh, home market.
1: I just joined a jeep club i bought a jeep a couple of weeks ago and i just joined the chesapeake jeep club and there are a whole bunch of people from eastern shore
0: Oh, well, that's where I live. So we'll have, if, if you ever get uh, off-roading over here, you have to let me
1: know. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, you uh, are more than welcome. I took four or three kids out the other day.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. okay, uh, if you want to buy tickets to Mohegan Sun Wine Fest, it's sunwinefest.com and join us. We're going to have a blast of a weekend. I'm going to be introducing all day Saturday and Sunday, but Saturday night I'm going to be enjoying the celebrity diner around so I look forward to <laughs> seeing you there. You get to go to Avalon after. Sorry, the nightclub with all the chefs. Yeah. Yes, absolutely I will. I'm going to take full <laughs> advantage. <laughs> so I, I put out on my Facebook uh, page that I was introducing you and asked people if they had any specific questions for you. Uh-oh. So somebody – yeah, I know, right? Somebody yeah. wants to know, of course, Bar Rescue, John Taffer. Sure. What is he really, really like? Is he what really like is- what we see him on the show?
1: What you see is what you get. Yep. Yeah. What you see is what you get. He is that intense. Yeah. He will yell at you. Uh, I know there were. You know, I will never forget one day. I'm, I'm. a. I'm not a conformist. I try to. I beat to my. I live to. A, you know, my own drum in ways. And I remember Kaffer. He called me one day, and he. And I picked up the phone. I was like, Yo, oh, what's up, brother? How are you? And he started to scream at me and literally what? started screaming at me and i just kind of hung up the phone and he <laughs> called me back and it, well, i f- I'm calling you one way uh, uh, and i was like I, I think i think you thought you were calling somebody else <laughs> i don't think you were actually <laughs> calling me cuz you started to scream at me and i'm not your employee your son uh you know we're buddies here and we do this together and it was really kind of funny cuz he's like oh my god i'm so sorry i apologize. and he was so like like he got it at that moment wow. um But uh, yeah, it's really funny You know, he's that intense Uh, He's a very intelligent man And he has his own world That he is running right now And, you know, it it was an amazing experience Working with him and watching the show progress And watching Mm -hmm. how the show really started to transform Um, But that's the way he is
0: Yeah, well, you know I I think Bar Rescue is like the perfect hangover show. You know, on a on a Sunday, whenever you're or Saturday, you know, you're laying on the couch, you're a little hungover. You got the marathon going usually, you know, like a whole day day's worth. But uh, when you're on the show and you're going in, of course, pre working with the restaurant, right, for the recon when you're you're seeing what's going on, has that colored? your ability to go and eat out when you're traveling because you see some really disgusting stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as – you know, one, I've been in the industry long enough, so I understand the business, you know, so I know mm-hmm. what happens in kitchens. I know what happens in restaurants. Um, w- one of the reasons I left the show is because I really did become a very angry person. Um, I got to a point that I was just, you know, I mean, honestly, I woke up one morning and my girlfriend looked over and she's like, you're like an asshole. She's like, you're like, <laughs> you, you know, you're just kind of an asshole. She's like, you're just, you're like mean. And I and I kind of stopped Aww. and stood back and I, I tried to figure out what it was. And it was because the moment that we get on set, it's intense. It's really, really Really intense. There's, you know, the stakes are high at this point. We've got five days, well, seven days. We tape for seven. Um, You know, we have a, right. a day of flight. We go in. We do a huge production day. We do a whole walkthrough. We do all this stuff. And for me, I, m- one of my my requests was that I wasn't given too much information ahead of time. I didn't want to know what was wrong with the guy. I didn't want to know if he was a mm-hmm. drunk. I didn't want to know if he, you know, was disabled. I didn't want to know any of that stuff because I wanted to walk in fresh to it. So. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it was really tough. And then as we started to go through, it actually started to affect my business because, you know, then I could I could no longer do my evaluations on the DL because of the fact that, I mean, it was a massive show. Right. Everybody recognizes you. You know, I mean, it's still to this day, you know, I mean, this morning I was walking through Whole Foods. I'm doing a huge charity dinner and the, and the pastry chef from the back came out and she said, I know you're in here all the time and I absolutely love watching you on the show. And I go to the restaurant school in Philadelphia. Would you mind, And I'm you know, talking or whatever. We had a quick conversation uh-huh. and I was like, Hey, let's get a picture. And, you know, so I mean, it's on a daily basis. And I, I love my fans, you know, I love all of them. I share every That's part great. of my life with them, you know, from my girls. I do live videos five, six times a week. Um, I literally share my entire life because I appreciate them and they actually want to know. I mean, people for some reason love my shoes and my socks. It's weird. <laughs> so. Well,
0: you know, you you mentioned your evaluations because you have a lot of work, as I understand it, consulting with restaurants, right, and helping restaurants. So a recent thing that came out in the news, uh, per se, in New York City, I don't know if you've dined there, but they just recently got two stars in the New York Times, which was a big controversy, a big hubbub about this because, you know, this is Thomas Keller, one of the – Greatest chefs in the country. And, uh, Yeah, so my question, and I was thinking about it, um, you know, I went uh, a few months, I forget when it was, but I was in the Time Warner building, and I was, you know, in jeans and a blazer, not like super dressed, but I was looking at the outside sign of per se and thinking I just wanted to take a look at the menu, Mm -hmm. and someone came out and said, "Um, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'd love to take a look at the menu, and they were like, do you have a reservation?
1: (laughs) <laughs> and
0: I'm, like, thinking, since when do you need a reservation to look at a menu? Um, exactly. Anyway, but, you know, do you think this whole, you know, super fine dining, crazy, fancy, fanciness is just on the way out and casual dining is in? I mean, what, what do you think this, this really tells us, I guess?
1: I think that the uber fancy places are going to be around for a while. Because the gastronom- you know, the, the, the gastronomy part of it is major. It's massive. People are always going to want to go and have that experience. People are always going to want to go and and, and, and really, I, I mean, I hate to use that word again, but experience what is happening in that world. And you know, Keller, things are heads are rolling, man. You know, it's like it's like when George Perrier in Philadelphia, you know, lost a star. What did he do? He rolled his sleeves up and he got back in that restaurant. And you, it, it all comes down to a constant training. We can never, ever, ever be better than the people that are coming in paying our bills, it's that simple. I will never be better than somebody who buys one of my t-shirts. I will never be better than somebody who buys one of my spices. And if I do get to that point, then I hope somebody smacks me in the head and says, back up and take a look at where you are and what you did, because per se, is the epitome of fine dining in this world. And no matter what, they will never, ever, ever be better than the guy who's washing the dishes in the back, because we're all a huge part of it. So if it were me, and one of my hostesses, or if anybody ever had that conversation with one of my guests, they would have been fired on the spot. It wouldn't even have been a thought to me. And I think that mm-hmm. that in this day and age, where people we have a little bit of expendable cash, but in those cases, I mean, per se is what three hundred twenty-five dollars. Yep. I'm not sure what the cost is right now, but you know, I mean, it's like three hundred twenty-five bucks to go in for for a meal. Right. you gotta, You got to be on your game all the time. You can't mix it up. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do I think that the fine dining movement is gone or moving or going away? Yeah. It, it'll always be a part of it, but it's not what it was in the 80s and the, ni- in the early part of the 90s. We are in such an amazing part of our – we're in an amazing part of life right now when it, when it comes to restaurants and bars and all that stuff. Casual is king, okay? Right. You look at the way that we all dress. I mean, right now, I've got flip-flops on, a pair of jeans. I've got a white Oxford and a sweater on top of it. I would go out to dinner dressed mm-hmm. like this. That's just the right. way that it is. I wear jeans every single day. They are a normal part of my attire, whether I'm going to dinner, if I'm doing an event, whatever it is, I wear jeans. <laughs> our, our world has turned into a much more fast casual setting. You know, when I, when I right. wanted to go out to dinner the other night and I was sitting in wherever I was, New York, or I, I can't remember where I was. I, I went on to open table. I wanted to see what was around me. I looked at a couple of reviews instantaneously. I had a, re, I had a reservation. I didn't have to do anything. I put two people at seven thirty. instantaneous. Right. That's what and that was. So do I. You could, I, I do it for points. I'm like, yeah, I hit my 2000. Yeah. Um, it, but we are in that. And world. I love
0: this. I agree, and I think that's why, you know, I, was, I wish I could think of the name of the documentary, but I was just watching on Showtime a documentary about mixology, and uh, it was a big profile on this New York bar called Employees Only. Oh, and, my God, I just, know,
1: the, uh, I just talked to the guy who did their cocktail menu, Eric Castro.
0: Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. We yeah, just interviewed him on amazing. Road we I have it, to go just, now.
1: It just went live Tuesday night. He's amazing.
0: Oh, I'm going to go listen. So to when it. you go, we
1: need to connect and I'll connect you with Eric because you need to have Eric on. He's brilliant.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and what is, I love about these mixologists is that they're so hip and yeah. cool and yeah. you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a sommelier. I'm a wine person. I love wine and I think wine can be hip and cool, but we're not there yet. I mean, mixologists no. They got it down, I mean they did not have it down, you
1: guys. Psalms have taken a back seat, and it's weird. Psalms mm. have taken a back seat because there is this this world of fine dining that includes a psalm and, and that's the way mm-hmm. that it works. You know rarely do you have a gastropub pub with a psalm in there, but right it, it's it's that world now where the mixology is really coming around. I mean we're looking at things like chartreuse, okay, we're looking at things like um you know gins, which gins were were never really a big thing. I mean, gin is, right. is a great thing. It's, it's a real artisan craft to put that together. And the cool part about it is that wine, I, I, I want to say in the next five years, we're going to have that huge resurgence again because we're going to get out of these massive vineyards that are doing it. And we're going to kind of pull back into the artisanal way of the way that it was done. I think that the varietals are going to yeah. change. I think that, that, that the excitement about it is going to change because we're going to have bolder, deeper, more complex flavors. And mm-hmm. and wine became pretentious. Me walking in and ordering a soda. I a, a know, and that's soda I'm
0: totally not against. pretentious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It can be so fun. And, you know, I do a wine comedy show, and it just was a way for me to have some fun with my stand up and just put people at ease, but there's still wine education. It doesn't have to be a scientific, snooty experience. And I think, uh, you know, millennials are drinking more wine than than we ever did, and it's just it's going to become more at home in every place, like like a cocktail, and I love that. I love that yep. uh, that you can see that vision, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm so excited for January 29th through the 31st, Mohegan Sun Wine Fest, Chef Brian Duffy. We're going to have some fun there, and I can't uh, wait to uh, tip a glass of wine or beer or something with you, but I so appreciate your time and uh, fun hearing about all the great things. Your podcast called Road Rash, you can go to iTunes and subscribe and get that, or go to roadrashpod.com. Uh, Thank you so much for your time.
1: It was my pleasure. I'm glad. I'm really excited to meet you. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to see you Friday night, though, at Jasper White's place, right, for dinner?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Good.
1: Because that's the night. All right. That's everybody gets together and all the chefs sit down and Jasper just brings food out. He literally just goes crazy and just starts bringing food out. It's awesome. So thank you very much. All
0: right. Well, oh, thank you so much. And I'll see you in a few weeks.
1: Sounds good. Take care. Cheers.